Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do, and where they come from. There's no script. We talk about our businesses, passions, and anything else we want to. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Nikki Ballou, a number one bestselling author, host of a top thought leader podcast, and he's also been nicknamed the Millionaire Maker. How you doing, Nikki? Steve, man, I'm doing awesome. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. No, I, I appreciate you taking your time out of the day to be on here. So, I mean, I'm most curious right off the bat, what, why do they call you the Millionaire Maker? Well, there have been a number of people that have gone through our programs that have, uh, you know, done the hard work of getting themselves to earning a seven to eight figure a year income. That's, uh, we've had uh, the privilege of being able to be a part of that journey. That's amazing. And then when you say part of that journey and they've been in your programs, what programs uh, do you offer? So we are champions for entrepreneurs. So anybody who's a entrepreneur, who's a business owner um, and really wants to grow. And in particular, we help solve the problem called not enough uh, income growth. So we help folks add anywhere from, you know, six figures to seven figures. And in some cases, even eight figures a year to their annual income and get them out of that plateau of not having enough income. growth. That's very cool. I think that buzzing's on your end there, but that's okay. The, do you work with certain niches or industries or is it kind of open to pretty much any entrepreneur? Well, um, we do work with particular niches. So there's two types of niches we work with. So number one is we work with um, coaches, consultants, experts, people who use the six inches between their ears to make their income. And the second kind of niche we work with are we work with um, entrepreneurs that have got at least a, a $2 million a year to a uh, $30 million a year income and are interested in, you know, five, 10, uh, or more folding the size of those businesses. Wow. How did you get into doing that? Well, I'll tell you a bit of my backstory. Okay. Yeah, please. So I'm originally a uh, Christian from the Middle East and an immigrant from Iran. And when I was a young boy, the Islamic revolution was happening in Iran. And Iran is a overwhelmingly majority Muslim country. Over 98% of the population is Muslim. We're Christians, and my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall. And he decided this was not going to be a great place to raise his family. So he hightailed us out of Iran and brought us to Canada. And for that, I'm forever grateful. I don't know if you're following the news right now, but in the last couple of weeks, a 22-year-old young woman um, was out in public. And in Iran, uh, all women are required to cover their hair in public. They're not allowed to go out showing their hair. Um, she had some of her hair showing. The morality police came, uh, uh, arrested her, and beat her to death um, for the crime of walking outside with her hair uncovered. Uh, Iranian women were outraged by this. They started protesting. And um, there have been uh, 35 other deaths, uh, including a number of um, the regime's uh, goons and thugs. Uh, and these women are fighting for real human rights, real women's rights. And, you know, I know it's very fashionable in um, the West these days. There's a lot of people that are looking at America, Canada, UK, the West, and going, oh my God, so oppressive, so racist, so sexist, so horrible. And I'm like, 
are you kidding me? This is the most tolerant place in the world. Sure, there have been some things in the past that have been done to people that haven't been great. But you know what's great about this place is they acknowledge that and they admit it and they work to fix it. That doesn't happen elsewhere in the world. It certainly isn't happening in Iran. And I believe that everybody should be grateful that they live in America, that they get to have freedom and they should you know, go thank a veteran, a police officer, uh, a member of the emergency services group, because those are the people who put their lives on the line so the rest of us get to be safe. And I'm a believer in freedom and free expression and free enterprise. And I believe that people who, who uh, live here uh, get to be uh, taking advantage of the, the blessings of liberty so they can say what they want, disagree with their government, and not get beat up for not having their hair covered in public. <laughs> you know what I mean? And get to do a business, get to create a business and become successful. That's what's possible here. And that, that, that's what motivates and inspires me. And my late father, he was an entrepreneur. And he was a man who uplifted people. So dad, if you needed a job, get you a job. If you were trying to start a business, dad would help you get started in business, even if you were going to compete with them. If you worked for him and you didn't have enough money to buy a house, an apartment or a car, dad would help you do that. And people like hear me say this and they go, and you might be thinking, what? Houses, apartments, cars, really? And yeah, yeah, really. That's what, that's what uh, my dad did, you know? And I wanted to be just like that. And you might even ask yourself, hey, Nikki, why would your dad do that? Well, first of all, he was a Christian and he believed he'd been blessed by God and he had an obligation to share those blessings with everybody else. Uh, and secondly, he did it because he could. That's why I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be like that. I wanted to help people. And Steve, I found out that there's a ton of people out there that are good people that are in business, but they're not doing well. And one of the main reasons is because they're, they're scared. They don't want to come across like they're pushy, salesy, like they reek of commission breath, right? And so they don't, they don't, they don't go out there and go after business and they don't, they don't make money. And, you know, that's sad because they suffer because their business doesn't grow and they don't make money and it's hard on them. But the potential client suffers because a good person could have helped them. They don't get that person's help. And then also some charlatan's going to see them and going to go, okay, well, I don't care. I just want to get the business and they'll go and they'll, they'll do the things that they do and get the sale, but they won't deliver for that client. So the sum total goodness goes down in the world. And I thought that's awful. So I'm going to help these people. And how I've been helping people is by been helping them reframe selling to serving. Nobody wants to be sold. You don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold, but everybody wants to be served. And the world has changed. The buyer has evolved. Nobody is into that high pressure sales crap anymore. They want caring advocates. You know, the great American poetess, Maya Angelou, said once, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And if you make them feel like you care for them, that's when people want to do business with you. And you need to be a caring person. You need to come from caring. And a lot of people are caring people, yet they're afraid to show that side to themselves. You got to lead from your heart. You got to show people that you care. When you show people that you care, they're more likely to trust you and end up doing business with you. That's phenomenal. So you immigrated over into Canada. And then how old were you when you came over? 
um, when we got to Canada, I was just shy of 15. Wow. So then what did your, did you immediately start becoming an entrepreneur and doing thought leader type work? Or did you kind of do some of the jobs before that? How did you get into being a thought leader? Well, I was in school. Way? I was a kid in school for sure. years and years. And I went to university and I, I ended up doing my master's. And um, then, you know, I got into the corporate space and I found out this was not for me. I wasn't meant to be somebody <laughs> who worked for other people. And I, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I finally just, you know, God put me in a position where the choice was clear, entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship. So I chose entrepreneurship. <laughs> Great. And you've, you're also a best-selling author. How many, how many books do you have? Well, I've written eight. I'll show you a few of them right now here on the video here. These are four of them that I have. This is the first, uh, the second edition of my first Finish book. Finish line thinking. Yeah. How to think of one like a champion. So this uh, is my most famous book because, uh, um, it really is about how to think like a gold medal winner. A lot of people don't think like a winner. They think like losers. So I teach them how they can think like a winner in this book. This was um, my other uh, book that was written for entrepreneurs called The Thought Leader's Journey, A Fable of Life, told in the form of a fable. That's about a young man who works in a big corporation like I used to and wants out and wants to start his own business. So this goes into that. Um, this is a co-authored book. Uh, it's called The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. It's really all about going into your network and utilizing your network to help you generate relationships in business. Very good book. This is another co-authored book. It's called How to Create a Million Dollar a Year Income. You know, uh, it was written with a client of mine who makes a million dollar a year income and we go into basically how to do that. So these are cool. some of the business books that I've written. I love that. The, uh, the one with the fable, is that kind of based off of like uh, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho? Kind of his like, you know, story yeah, within the fable? It's, it's my own that... take, but it's a story. Yeah, it's my own take on how to become successful, but it's a story. The Alchemist is a great book, but it's I wouldn't one try, of to, my favorites. You know, try to be <laughs> Paulo Coelho, man. I mean, Paulo Coelho is a fantastic uh, man and, you know, his story is pretty unique. But yeah. th this is a story more about a fellow who wants to go into business. That's what it's all about. It's very cool. So what would be what would be your top advice to people who are struggling with that? Because you'd mentioned like the, you know, commission breath and feeling salesy and that kind of stuff. Like, where would you, what would you say to people who struggle with that? I know like myself personally, like I love like BNI, right? Business Network International and making those relationships and not trying to be salesy, but just like make those one-to-ones and those connections and, you know, make that relationship first. And like, even with podcasting, right? Like side tangent, but I made a podcast to connect with business owners because I got tired of trying to slide in the DMs, right? And, you know, after 30, 40 minutes of talking and life stories and getting to know each other, we have a relationship. But, you know, it's not like everyone can just be like, oh, cool, I'm going to, you know, do that. But what would your advice be to someone who, you know, may not necessarily have the confidence to go make their own podcast or do something like that? Well, you've got to go into the mentality of service. You've got to try to help people that are dealing with a problem and you've got to have a solution for that. Uh, you know, let me, uh, let me tell you a story, right? Please do. So I was working with a fellow mm -hmm. and he sent me um, a, a referral and uh, the referral was of a young man, 25 at the time, who was a personal fitness trainer. Mm -hmm. And he was really good at what he did. He was a real expert, but you know, he didn't have a lot of clients. He had like seven clients. He was making under $1,500 a month. 
Now, I don't know how much you know about the city of Toronto, but Toronto is an expensive city to live in. $1,500 a month. That's not a lot of money. <laughs> right? So he had to actually borrow money from his mom and dad to make rent. Right? <laughs> Think about that, right? So when he came to us, the first thing I asked him is, okay, who do you work with? He goes, oh, I'll work with anybody. Anybody? No, no, no. no. Who do you work with? No, 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 really, anybody. I go, oh, anybody with the wallet and pulse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not going to work. Okay, so I said, look, you need to narrow your focus. Like, what kind of problems do you solve with people? Well, you know, I can help them lose weight. Okay, okay, that's good. Losing weight's a good problem to solve. So who do you want to, who do you want to help? Oh, oh, okay, well, uh, my dad's a doctor. We work with doctors. They have a lot of money. Okay, so unfortunately, the message to doctors of, my dad's a doctor, you have a lot of money, so work with me. It wasn't a great message, right? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I didn't really get him a lot of clients. So then, you know, he said, okay, 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 okay. I'll shift. I'll narrow the niche more. I work with cardiologists. They have even more money than doctors. <laughs> Again, the message of, you have even more money than doctors, work with me. That's so okay, good, right? Then he started working with an Afro-Cuban um, Paralympic athlete who'd won some medals at the Paralympic Games. And this fellow, you know, wanted to get strong so he could compete, right? And this Afro-Cuban dude, um, man, he really did great work with him. Mm -hmm. Spectacular, amazing, great work with this fellow. And as a result of the work that he did with this guy, this guy did really well. You know, he went out, he competed got really good results so he, he, he you know I, I got a feeling man he could work with people with missing limbs and so um he came to me he goes hey, Nikki, yeah I, I could work with people with missing limbs i said yeah go do it it's a great idea so he started to work with people with missing limbs and his message was you can work out you can work out hard and strong and get fit he signed up 400 clients in six weeks Wow. You couldn't do one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore, right? Just couldn't do it. 400 clients, six weeks. So you might ask yourself, how is that possible? Well, great question. The message, the message was amazing. The message wasn't, wow, you know, let's work out. The message was, you can work out. You can be just as strong, just as tough, just as good as anybody else. Nobody else was going after these folks for working out. Mm. And underneath that message was not just you can be strong and fit, but you're just as capable. It was a message of empowerment. Yeah. You know, imagine put yourself in the shoes of someone with missing limbs. Yeah. They probably aren't pretty. thrilled that they have missing limbs, right? They're probably not thrilled about it. And they probably want to, you know, they, they, they want to feel empowered, but the message the world gives them is, it's okay, you have a missing limb, you don't need to try so hard, it's okay, you know, like you're broken almost. And this guy's message to them was, no, you're not broken, you're a badass, you're a warrior, you're a champion. And that's how he signed up so many clients. So he went from 1,500 a month to 20,000, 30,000, 50,000, even $100,000 a month in income. That's amazing. Just instant life changing. Yep. And I mean, I, I love that too, right? Like changing your message because his skill set didn't change, but just his targeting and the way that he spoke and built that was everything. It's so good. Everything. Great. So 
Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, speaking of speaking of your message out, we also said that you have a thought leader podcast. What's the name of your podcast? It's called the Thought Leader Revolution. So good. And what is uh, the main take of it or the main direction that you go with that when you try to offer the people who listen? Well, I interview top thought leaders and um, they come and they share their stories of how they created a great thought leader brand. So we're there to teach people how they can use that to go from being a relative unknown in their space to being the go-to authority in their space because that makes it easier for them to attract clients to make money. That's very cool. So is that, is that kind of like a, a give back, back to the community or do you try to like put those people within your own uh, groups and like your own funnels? Where does the, that podcast fit within what you do as a business? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think podcasting is a great way to get business. So from having my own podcast, I've, I've had people that have listened to the podcast and have come and become clients. And I've had people that have been on the podcast that have become clients. And then by becoming a guest on other people's podcasts, I've also generated a bunch of business uh, as well, because, you know, me and the host get to know each other. And like, if they have the problem that I solve, then I get to talk to a bunch of them about that. And I've done that and generated a bunch of business. And then members of their audience, you know, listen in and um, they're interested in having a conversation and that helps to Love that. So Nikki, if people listening, if there is one thing you're like, Hey, you know, this is the one service that you should come and look for me, whether it's, you know, a special book that you think would be really helpful, or maybe like the podcast that you want to drop or the program that you offer, what would you say is kind of your, your number one offering that you want to make sure that people come and find you for? Well, listen, um, it's not about me or my offering. I got to just say that first and foremost. I mean, if you're in business and you're hurting because you're not making enough money i'm a guy you should seek out that's it and i've got books about that you know um there's one i'm offering for free you can go buy it on amazon or you can go get it for free on my website ecircleacademy.com forward slash tlj book but honestly if you're if you're suffering from this problem called not enough business not enough income then go to my website ecircleacademy.com there's a button there that says book a success call and let's talk about why that is and what can be done to turn it around because at the end of the day that's what you want you want to end up the year on a high you don't want to end up the year you know just melting along the path and not really growing your success yeah and i think one thing that's interesting i'd love to see your take on this is what have you seen from the covid pandemic as far as business owners and businesses either succeeding or melting away well, the lockdowns obviously associated with uh, COVID have been very hard on a lot of businesses. And there's a lot of people that just don't feel like they know what to do in order to succeed. You know what I'm saying? So one of the things that we try to help people do is believe that they can win. You need to believe you can win because if you don't believe you can win, you won't win. Right. And that's one of the things that I say to people is let's get you to the point where you believe you can win. That's great. Well, Nikki, uh, I think you already mentioned it, but ecircleacademy.com. Is that where you would like people to come find you if they're, if they're looking for some help? Perfect. And then before we end up, uh, wrap up today, is there anything that you wish I had asked you or that you wanted to revisit before we close out? 
Well, I want to tell one last story if I could. Yeah, absolutely. So about four and a half odd years ago, um, there was a woman who came to us. She had been the country director for Canada for one of the top personal and professional development companies in the world. This company around since the 60s. And anyways, she um, brought on someone to help her run the company. Ended up being a bad move and she, she left. So she was lost. She was floundering for 18 months. And she was floundering because she had lost belief in herself. She didn't have anybody who really cared and wanted her to win. And we really cared. We wanted her to win. Sure. And we showed her how to do that. In her first month, she made $10,000. In her second month, she made $12,000. In her third month, she made $18,000. I mean, she was just go, go, go. In her fourth month, though, buddy, she made $62,200. $62,200. And then my son, my eldest son, he plays soccer. He, he was 12 at the time. He's 16 now. He's, he's, he's very good. He's one of the top players for his position in the country. And then, though, he was just a 12-year-old kid playing. And so he had a tournament in Ottawa, where she lived, which is five hours from Toronto, where I live. So we drove to Ottawa. And uh, I called her when we were on our way there. And I said, hey, my son and I, we're coming to Ottawa. He has a tournament. You have a son his age. You want to come meet us, watch some of his games, maybe get together for lunch after the tourney's over. And she said, yeah, sure. That sounds great. So we did that. We had a great time. Her son and my son got along. They played as boys do. It was fun. Uh, a few weeks later, we had one of our quarterly branded thought leader immersion workshops. This is one of the programs we use to teach people how to grow their expertise in their thought leadership. And she came to that. And um, we also had eight new people in the program, in addition to our original members. And you know, the time had come for the enrollment opportunity, the upsell. And the way I do it is I, I don't do the pitch. I kind of ask my people to share their experience. So I asked, someone want to share? And she just jumped on stage. I do, I do. I said, great. She took a look around the room and she started to cry. And like any man faced with a crying woman, I started to panic. Get the calm exterior, but it, Inside, I was going, why is she crying? What's going on? Why is she crying? So she looks at me and she goes, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when you and your little son came to see me and my little son, my little son asked me, mommy, mommy, who are we going to go meet? You know the way boys are, lots of energy, lots of smiles, passion. And she said to him, oh, we're going to go meet Nikki Baloo. And his son, all of a sudden, she said, her little boy got real quiet, somber almost, stopped laughing, stopped smiling, looked at her and said, in a very serious voice, oh, mommy, are we going to get to meet the man who saved our family? And I just went, oh. And I started to cry. And I don't cry, man. I'm, I'm a Sigma man. I don't cry. You know? She looks at me and she goes, you didn't know this, Nikki. But when I started to work with you, the bank 
was about to foreclose on our home. We hadn't paid our mortgage in months. My husband and I were fighting every day and it looked like we were gonna break up our family. We were gonna lose our family. You literally helped me say, perfect. I started to cry, she started to cry, we hugged. And, you know, I realized you never know what someone's dealing with. You never know what the person in front of you is faced with. They may not feel comfortable to tell you, but they could be facing hell on earth, you know? And I ask God every day to make me worthy of being able to fulfill his desire for me to be of service. Because Nikki Ballou is, you know, Nikki Ballou is just a guy, just a man. Nobody's super special. But with God's help, I bring glory to people. And I give all the glory to God for what happens. Because that was what allows me to be somebody who makes a difference for other people. Now, here's what happened in the room. Normally, um, after this portion, I, we hand out registration forms for people to sign up for our program and our program is a high ticket program um and normally some people immediately sign and some other people need to you know be persuaded think about it talk about it yep this time no one needed persuading they all signed up immediately immediately as soon as the paper was in their hands they were filling it out and there were two guys in the group who had told me beforehand that they were definitely they were they knew the upsell was coming and they were not going to sign up for it. One man in particular came up to me and said, Nick, Nick, Nick. Hey, what's up? He said, listen, I know you're going to have an upsell. Coming. He said, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I understand, I understand, but you need to understand. I'm not going to buy your upsell. You just need to just, I don't want you to be disappointed. You know, just like, yeah, he was like Lyndon Johnson, man. <laughs> you know, it just, and I was just like, okay, man, whatever. He was the first dude to sign up. And he walked over to me and he looked at me, looked me in the eye and he said, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I wasn't going to sign up for this. Then he looked me in the eye. And he looked a little sheepish and he said, but I guess you're not full of crap. And I do need some help. And, you know, if you come from your heart and you, you care about somebody and you care about their success and they can feel it. And because of that, they have the wherewithal to go and win in life. There is nothing like in the world. And when people see you're that kind of person, man, they want to work with you. They want to be around you. They want to know you. And so if someone's listening to this, here's what I have to say. If you're a good person, I'm sure that you are. If you're listening to this show, let people see it. That's phenomenal. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you and you telling your stories and just great share. So thank you. My pleasure, brother. And everyone else, thank you for listening to Subject to Change. Thank you for listening to Subject Change. Please like, subscribe, leave a review of our podcast. 
And if you have any questions, if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about, drop us a message or an email and let us know. Be happy to, to interview someone and answer those questions. Thanks again for listening.